Jack Hinkle here. And Steve Peterson. And we start our intros in the key of E flat because that's my favorite key. Yeah. Well, and it happens to be the key that anchors away written for Supreme Court High School, though. Two birds with stone. Genius. Mm-hmm. And we are here in the lovely confines of practice room one on the left upstairs in the Concord Music Department. Today we're talking about smiling. Smiling. This should be like a video podcast the whole time. So whatever you reels you put, you gotta make sure that we're smiling. Make sure we're smiling. Yeah. Like plastic surgery, right? We should just like talk the whole time. Like the whole time you're smiling. Okay, that kind of hurts. Um, um. So why'd you? Okay, we we came up with this, and Steve and I do talk in passing periods sometimes, as many teachers do. And there's there's one passing period specifically going from third period to fourth period where we cross paths, uh-huh. and. I walked out of the classroom today, and in the passing period, Steve said, hey, I got it. We're doing smiling today. Smiling. So why, what, like, um, spurred that? Well, I think uh, Will Ferrell is a wonderful, inspirational character, and he said in Elf, he smiled. Smiling's his favorite. That whole time I had pictured Will Smith until you said Elf. No, you, said, no, you said Will Ferrell, but I heard Will Smith, and I was seeing Will Paul Smith. Paul Goofy Guy's curly hair. Yeah, okay, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. That's my, my favorite. Right. Purple. 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 Yeah. yeah. Right? Okay. And um, I think <clears throat> I think about people that I am um, want to be in their space, and they smile. Now, not everybody smiles, but there is a certain je ne sais quoi about people that smile. And there's a, I think there's an intention that people have that they're being um, intentional about their smile. And then some people also do it maybe not even knowing it. They just kind of have a resting smiley face. Which is pretty cool. You are drawn to those people a little bit more. I think it's it's really fun. And I think about that in terms of working with students. About the importance of every child every day. But also being positive and being smiley or laughing or a joke. But something that helps create a smile in others and I have a desire to continue to foster that in my classroom and I think sometimes I'm successful at it sometimes I'm not very successful at that but I want to see groups that I work with be quick with a smile it's not the whole time I want them to you know I have to smile the whole time but like a smile see students smile or groups of team members that we're with smile in an authentic way not because we're mm-hmm. being told to smile I don't want that but just because that that kind of indicates that they're relaxed and they're comfortable and they're uh, maybe they feel in control in control meaning when we're learning new things it's not so much that they feel like they just can't 
do anything else except just like be in that um, learning that but they they feel comfortable enough in the new material that they're not that far away from the smile and I'm not indicating that when we're you know discussing natural minor scales and AP music theory that we need to be smiling all the time. Well, minor scales are sad. They are sad. So that, that could be next week's lesson, frowning. Frowning. Frowning on one. Um, no, you're right. But it seems like um, it, it's nice that if humans are sitting next to a smile, like they're next, they could go into a smile easily. And... I noticed that with some students, that some students are so free with their smiles. So free with it. Like, they would give it away all the time. And some students are not. Right? They charge. <laughs> they huh? charge for their smiles. They charge, and they're... What's in it for me? Right. And I'm kind of curious about that. I guess people in general that carry themselves in a non-smiling, non-light mood, and I... You know, there's things going on in people's lives. I'm not downplaying sure. that, and I acknowledge that. And, you know, not everybody is walking through life like it's a field of daisies. But I'm speaking in general that that's something that I am aware of in my teaching. And it's aware of, and I'm aware of when I'm standing in front of a group, if there's like a quiet moment and I catch eyes with a student, he like smiles at me. Do you think the kids are aware of whether they smile or not? No. Do you think the smiley kids are aware that they smile a lot? It's another quadrant right there. Smile, aware. Smile, mm. not aware. Not smile, aware. Not smile, aware. I don't think they are. Maybe it's a, it's a good thing. It's really cool if you're 16 years old and you walk around the school like that. Like, you know, especially I mean, probably teenagers more than adults, because you know, teenage years, especially like high school, junior high, high school, is kind of the peak of becoming self-aware, and then peer pressure and just kind of how all these other things fit together. Um. How would our school look if there were more adults that smiled? And then how would our school look if more of our, as a result of that, more students smiled? Adult smile equals kid smile? Is that what you're saying? Helping lead the way. Helping open that up. I can think of teachers that I've had and some of the teachers that are still here. And I'm sure some of the teachers that you've had at Hanford High School. And I think about the way they came across. Like, I smile thinking about them. Like, I'm not really sure. It's not important at this point. We're not talking about what did I learn in their class. But it was like this, you're okay. You're welcome to my class. And I can remember teachers in college that I had that were very welcoming and joyful. I had a, um, at in my school and college, I had my um, director of music education, my program director, what do we call that? Department chair. Is that what we're calling it? Sure. It's not a dean. No. It's like a department well, chair. Dean of music, sure. Could be. Isn't that? Okay, department she chair. She did become the dean, but she was very smiley. And it was like, hey, Steve, how you doing? Like, every day. And she laughed, and she was joyful, 
And she was able to correct us and say, no, 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 we're not doing that. No, that's not how this is going to go. Like, she was very good about being, um, communicating very well with us about expectations. But she smiled. And she got a kick out of students and, like, enjoyed hearing stories about our adventures and enjoyed hearing what was happening with us and enjoyed she was she would smile when she talked about music education and about the importance of music education in a child's life and why it needs to be that way and this is you must make sure that you bring music in a very professional and engaging way for students and she would smile I remember that very made a difference for you very much and it clearly affected you in the way you smile for people now meanwhile right I think about that you know I wonder as I walk through the school like Obviously, we were both 16 once, but mm -hmm. it's very hard to put yourself back in that mindset with everything that you know now and trying to like go back in that time and that being self-aware or lack of self-awareness. It's kind of fascinating, but you know, you look around at kids and you do see kind of a, a variety of emotion or emoting, I should say, in their face. And it does kind of make you wonder like, why? Why are you smiling? Why are you not smiling? Do you know you're not smiling? Do you want to be smiling? Do you not want to be smiling? Do you want people to ask you about them? You know, like there's so much, there's such a story that can be told there, but obviously as a, as an adult, a professional adult in their lives, you can't always dig, but sometimes they like drop little hints and stuff and it's, it's kind of fascinating. And I want to know like what's going on. I think like the frownies, I think they want, I think they want you to know that they're frowning. That's a, that's a choice that's a they that's the quadrant of they know they're pouting or no they're frowning i think it takes more energy to pout than it does to smile yeah do you agree yeah and that probably gets more attention it, i would imagine it does the students that frown more get more attention than the students that smile more Maybe. Are we doing it backwards then? Shouldn't we give the smileys more attention? Well, we're probably like in a re wanting to help mode. So you assume if people are smiling, things are going okay. Then you assume if someone's frowning, things are not going okay. And this is, this is tough because one thing that's been um, on my mind, and it's been, you know, a popular subject about schools and adolescents is emotional health yeah and what we as a <clears throat> country or society are um, struggling with with um, teenage well I would say emotional health all ages but since we're in the kid business and the teenage business that we've seen you know I don't have numbers I just have my own observations about students that seem more more students seem more intense or more students seem more tense tense or more students seem more sad since COVID, COVID. and um, you know I wish we could go back to five years ago and just. I thought you were just going to say, I wish we could go back to COVID and like. You were going to punch me. You were going to disagree. <laughs> no. Sorry, five we, years ago. Yeah, just kind of see what that was like because I don't think everything 
bad going on with mental health was caused by COVID, but right. I'm sure it was accelerated. Um, I think exposed. Exposed, and, and exposed, and you know the um, there's reasons why that some people don't smile, and sure. there's some significant reasons. So I'm not making light of that. I'm just saying, hey, let's put a smile on your face. Right. It's going to make that anxiety go away. That's not, but. I guess what I'm, the idea of this talk was, that's one thing I can give my students that's like free, and it's your, quick. Your own smile. My own smile. I can give it away every day, mm -hmm. and I can give it to anybody that comes across of my eyes, or their eyes, whatever. And I can give that away. And I can give it away whether things are going well or things are not going well. And I can give it to a group. I can give it to a person. We have to. Right. Well, we don't have to. We as don't. You, I, as you, you would, would say, say. You always have a you choice. You always have a choice. But, gosh, what are we doing if we don't? Right. What are we doing if we don't? And in all of our classes, I know you and I focus on this, and I know our colleagues do, and, and many of our colleagues across the school, is that we're teaching those soft skills as we go across and well, one, why would students want to show up to our class if we don't smile? I was thinking about this today um, because we were, you know, we were just handing out a bunch of like photos and, mm -hmm. and buttons and stuff. Our kids just got their their band pictures and all of the materials came in and we had to hand those out and an itinerary and we're taking attendance to do it. And that's like your perfect example of just like classic, right? Like everything's like lining up and we're just like throwing out stuff left and right, trying to hunt down kids, make sure they get it and, and following them funneling them into a room and that was like a moment that's like it, it could be stressful if you can't find any everybody but that's like a, a, a great moment to practice the the smile and and give that give the kids that opportunity and we know this because we're extracurricular people but we kind of get to be with the kids as humans and not necessarily always in the classroom because we have a lot of downtime in our activities when we're traveling and transiting that we can hang out with those kids and be humans with them. And that's like the moments where those smiles happen, probably more than the average classroom teacher, just because we have those opportunities built into our time where they don't. And a lot of those times are the times I get the smiles back. And I imagine you've experienced that too. Mm -hmm. And it can sometimes be difficult to find the times in the classroom to kind of encourage the, the smiley feedback. Um, but I think that that's something that we give, as you said, it's a gift to our kids. And, and obviously, the hope is that they can one day return that, and not necessarily to us, but to pay it forward. That we can teach that yes, skill yeah, yeah. and model it. Well, yeah, model it, model it. And then just to flip it, like how, how nice does it feel or when you're working in your music theory class, or I'm working in my piano class, or maybe there's like 16 to 20 kids, and then you have the students that are engaging with their eyes, mm -hmm. that are attracting the speaker, mm -hmm. but then also smiling, you know? And, and again, not like a psychotic, just like, I'm smiling because it's cool, you know, I need to smile, but just people that kind of have a soft look to their face, like, and they're, they're nodding or just, yeah. you know, or if you say something funny, there's an appropriate response to smile. It's true. I think I started class, like, in music theory today, actually, I think I started about four, three or four minutes late, 
because I, I wanted to make sure I was doing my every kid every day thing. Talk to him and talking said to hello. Him. Yeah, and I didn't. I just kind of like started at, at the front of the room and just kind of worked my way back, just talking to each kid. And I'm not. I really try hard not to make it like inauthentic. I, I'm like, because I I know most of those kids in that class from previous classes or just other experiences, so it's it's easier most of those kids for me to talk to them, and. Um, because I know them and, and getting that feedback back um, in, in their smile or their conversation is like really important and I always find that it makes that class almost feel more like a club in like a positive way mm. yes it's curricular yes there are expectations and, and grades but it seems like a lot of the time that that room has a buzz to it because a lot of the kids know each other too and, and I, I do think there are a lot of smiles going on that's great that's great. And it is, I mean, that's a class, too, where there's there's some opportunity for humor as well. Just, But that, I'm sure that's something that was cultivated and also that culture was accelerated mm -hmm. because of your intentionality with those students. True. But honestly, it's mostly the kids in that room are kind of a, a bunch that will make that, like, that's kind of what they want it to be. Right. Which is pretty fun. I think that's that's great to think about your class being like a club, you know, because nobody else comes into it. It's not like, you know, doing that um, after school thing, right? Where it's an open club where people come in and out, but it's a, it's like your fifty minutes is kind of like your sacred space. Yes, the doors are closed, the doors are locked. <laughs> You're talking about no something else that nobody else talks about, right? Right. And we have we can have our little inside jokes as yes. a class, which I think is healthy as long as everyone's in in the class, and you have your your funny moments that you can look back on, and I I just find that those are like those little spots of happiness or are some fuel to keep things moving when stuff can get dry, and part of that seems like extrinsic, like it's funny humor motivation, haha, -ha, but I think it's also intrinsic. Because that they know that there's a buy-in also from me. Like, I am bought into them. And I think that that helps them feel more a part of the process. So it's not I'm dragging them through the material, but we're all together moving through the material. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm there. Like, I don't think I'm perfectly there yet, but that's kind of my goal for myself. Right. Is what I, as I can go forward, I would like to strive to have those things moving. And it all comes back to the smile. It does. It does. Then, then you think about um, leaders outside of the school, like in politics, or um, personalities in Hollywood, or in music, or you know, performers, and um, news personalities. You know about how they present themselves. Um, I I'm a big. I'm a big fan of college basketball, and I really enjoy keeping up with certain teams. I keep up with the University of Kentucky basketball. I read about it, read about recruiting, and read about... Isn't that your ringtone? Um, the, the Kentucky Sports Radio theme song is my ringtone, Werewolves in London. There you go, folks. So there, there you, you go. go. That's my ringtone. So, you know... And when you think about people on the sidelines, like the coaches, 
and think about people that um, there's some person there's some personalities that were on the sidelines they're still like a kid in a candy shop they're just like having a blast yeah and there's some of them that just look like they want to die at any moment <laughs> right it's true like and I don't yeah. want to I don't want to be that guy no I don't want to be that guy and there's some you know, and there's brilliant people in athletics, like brilliant people, strategies and formations and timing and recruiting. But I do notice that, you know, with the college basketball world, like the number of people that just were like a perma scowl on their face. And maybe it's a bit they have to keep, I don't know, some kind of image, but. Um, not particularly inviting. Not inviting. I don't know if you've heard this phrase as, uh, like maybe as new teachers, they've they've said this before, don't smile until December. Yeah. You heard that? Yeah, that's psychotic. Yeah. <laughs> well, the the idea behind it is that you're strict and you have a good classroom management. I would quit my job so fast if I couldn't smile. That was me for two years in Kentucky. We talked about that on the last episode. Yes. That was the one where I was like, what's not going well and. The what the answer was you're not going well. You're not going well. <laughs> the kids are doing fine. You just need to. Well, I think that's also a reflection of how school has evolved. Like if you think back to like the old, I'm using air quotes, old days of school, very strict, right? Sit at your desk. You don't talk. You look up. The teacher talks the entire time. You do your worksheet. Done. But now school has become so much more collaborative between the students, but also the teacher and the students, and. I find that that's one more fun, and two people learn better, and there's more of a chance of actually practicing the skills that you're teaching. So I, if I had to teach without smiling, I don't think I'd make it very long into my day. Even even when you have to scold kids, that, yeah. and I shouldn't say scold, I should say correct, because that's really what we do. We don't like scolding. Punish. We punish them. I've had some students saying, are you mad? You look mad right now. Like, I've had students say, you're not. You mad, bro? You mad, you mad bro? What's wrong with you, Mr. P? Like, because you weren't smiling? Yeah. Or they say, like, you look really intense right now. Like, or you don't smile very much. Like, You've had a kid say that to you? Yep. That kid's lying. <laughs> that person that's standing upside down. Well, it is kind of funny because the kids that have us the longest, they know our tells, like when yeah. we're stressed out. Like my kids know that if I do this, I'm going to put my my hands in my hair like this. They know this. They know. They're yeah, like, know. oh, don't mess with him. Yeah. Like, he's stressed. Stop it. Stop it. But it is interesting that they say that about you, but they, I think, honestly, that's probably a compliment to you because they're so used to your, your default being a smile mm -hmm. that if you ever deviate just slightly from that, they're like, wow, you seem like a good person. So maybe that's a good, not a good thing, but like a compliment to you and your, and your smile. Well, hopefully. I am, I, I do realize sometimes my shoulders are really tense. Like I need to drop my shoulders. And then also sometimes I realize that I have my eyebrows. Scrunched. Scrunched. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Maybe that could be like as a result of trying to listen to something okay. or something to try to see something, you know, okay. or, but you know, when I let my shoulders relax and then my face relax, that's not a smiling posture. Um, 
but I, I like I like this one. This mine's my favorite. Um, not not all the time, but I think it is it is fun, and it's I like to make the kids smile. I like to make the kids laugh. So we've made this like pretty adult centric. Well, I shouldn't say pretty adult centric. It has been a little split, but I do want to kind of look at this as the kid side because the kid sees. I'm sure the kid goes through their day seeing a lot of smiles from their adults. I would imagine they'll see some not smiley adults. I would just imagine that. I don't have a uh, gut feeling for yeah, that. I but think you, you would have a gut feeling about that. Because I'm sure that there is someone through their day that's maybe not having the best day, an adult, and they're trying to figure that out. Yeah. Not necessarily a teacher, but just an adult in their life that they see. Yeah. So <laughs> take that as one part. But then also, what do we expect from them? You know, and how do we teach that? Because I don't think I, I want to say my, to a kid, you need to smile more. No. But you and I have both said to kids, like, uh-oh, so-and-so's grumpy today, like, <laughs> when they come in. Because <laughs> yeah. you can see it a mile away when they're walking toward you. Warning, 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 yes. And then they go, I'm not mad. <laughs> That's a classic one. I'm not mad. No, you're just, you're just you today. So what do we want? What do we want for the kids? What do we want the kids to think when they see a smiley adult? And what do we want the kids to think about themselves as they maybe facial body language? I would like to. I wish the students could feel comfortable enough to smile at me. Wait, back that one up. You don't think students feel comfortable to smile? Oh yeah, yeah. How many times uh, don't you ever smile at a kid in the hallway and you get blank stare back? The ones that know me, ones that don't know me. The ones that don't know me, like, don't, you're right, they're not comfortable enough to smile back. Right. But. Why do they feel uncomfortable about smiling? What is that? You you teach students that don't smile. Ever, that that I, you walk by. No, I, and, and I, I agree, I, they do. But why? Why is that? Why are they smiling? That's what I'm thinking. Like, okay, self-conscious. So, what are, so they're self-conscious? They're aware, they're aware, and they, that's like, maybe part of it is they're vulnerable. Or maybe they're afraid. Maybe they're having not a good time in their own mind. Maybe they're afraid if they say, if they smile, that means everything's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, Steve just dropped that one. <laughs> right? Okay, you kind of have awoken, awakened, awakened, awoken, um, a core memory for me. Like, I remember being like a little kid. And when you're a little kid, you don't really have a filter about what you do or say. I remember I would like, I would just look around a lot, and I'd make eye contact with adults, like at the grocery store or something, and they'd always smile at me. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's weird. Why are they smiling? <laughs> but that's just what you do, right? So I realized uh, as a kid, like, I didn't have that skill. Or maybe it wasn't a skill. I just didn't do that naturally. So maybe are these kids kind of they, – they make eye contact with somebody, and then they don't know what to do? Mm -hmm. Or they're, they're just not – they're comfortable with the expression they have. Which may be not an expression, which is an expression. True. And it's just easier to kind of stay there. It's kind of easier to yeah. sit in the beanbag yeah. and not get and up. Not get up or move. That's true. Because it's kind of terrifying when you smile at a kid and they give you the deadpan back. Yeah. Terrifying. Or you say, you say hi to a kid in the hallway passing you, one you don't really know, but you just say hi because they're passing. And then they don't even like... Acknowledge you. And, it, and it's not even always them being on their phone. Yeah. It's like they just literally don't know how to respond. Right. 
in a social setting. But they nod and a smile and a hi. Now, you and I teach this skill day one. You you taught me this like how um, when I first started teaching piano, you said, Jack, here's what you're gonna do on day one. Here you go. This is what we're doing. And the lesson plan on did you do it this year for piano class? No. I have what? Not, I have not done it. You have it? Well, I oh yeah, I did. I don't do the handshake. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, COVID can kind of destroy the handshake. I get that. So Steve, on the first day of piano class, the first lesson they do in piano class is not where C. It's here's how to greet your teacher, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So take us through this process. What well, do you do? Back in the PC days, not PC, PC, pre-COVID, the, the system was, this was kind of um, inspired by my dad, who taught me the importance of a firm handshake. And he was in the business world, but then he also did a business program here at the school and did, it was called Project Business, and he taught students some X's and O's of, um, of being in the business world. I didn't know he did that. That's yeah. cool. Okay. So like a volunteer, like lay teacher cool. sort of thing. And so a handshake was one of those, and looking someone in the eye. So the idea that um, we did in piano class for a long, 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 long time, and still do that with the eye contact and the greeting, I take them out of the room, sit them on a set of couches, and then I would demonstrate how to give a handshake. And it was either like dead fish, oh, which is no, that one. you know you put your hand out and it just folds, or the electric fish. And I used to do this in when I taught beginning band too, with the twelve year olds, and we'd say electric fish. So you just like squeeze your hand long enough and give it a little. You know, a little electric nod, a little, little, little electric, jolt, a yeah, little yeah, jolt, yeah. right? Okay. But then also say hello and yes. then look at them in the eye as you're saying hello. Yes. And ask something like, how are you? Um, how was your morning? Did you have a good weekend? How's your dog doing? How are your sons doing? How's your wife? Hey, I really like your fit today. Or You ask you your beginners how their wife is doing? Yeah, or vice versa. Yeah, I really like beginners <laughs> today. Um, no, they could ask me. Oh, they ask you. Okay. And so that's... So you're teaching them the skill, just kind of the, the pleasantry greeting, small talk kind of thing. Because at 12, you kinda, you're getting close to um, not adulthood, but being a, around adults more you're often. With adults more, yeah. And that's so true. And responding like appropriately and positively and professionally and shaking the hand electric fish and saying hello and nodding and then saying something kind in response or asking a question you know just having that moment of engagement and that fed in well to the every student every day sure. you know and, and finding those students um, so whether you're at the door at the, when class begins and students are filing in or you're at the door when class ends you know, the importance of greeting students as they come in and the importance of sending them off. Yes. And not just being wrapped up in your own right digital world. Right. Responding to an email or expecting something or, you know, certain answers in. But 
Well, and when you were teaching beginners, that was the, the days before cell phones. Mm -hmm. So eye contact, yes, it's important, but probably wasn't as difficult to teach as it is now. Correct. As we see these kids walking through the halls. Now, I did this with my classes this year, too. I did the same thing. And being demanding of the eye contact, I took my kids out in the hall, and I showed them a couple different ways on how to greet. Said you can do just a smile and nod, say nothing. You can do a wave. You can do a fist bump. You can do a verbal hello, Mr. Hinkle. Non-negotiable is the eye contact. Non-negotiable. And the amount of kids that the first time before we taught that, that I said hello to as they walked into the room, it was it's tough. It's it's tough because those I'm not and I'm not dishing. Uh, and being on your phone like that's whatever passive period fine that's fine but if someone uh, like addresses you and says hello I think that's common courtesy to look up and return it and now the kids better at it good but before it was not good yeah which is to be expected and especially after COVID and in the age of technology I think I mean it makes sense that this kind of more of a skill that we need to teach them through um and you think about it, like, out in the world, there are a lot of times that they can not do that. They can get away with not doing that. I mean, you, you see the, the families out at Applebee's, Chili's, where you got four people sitting at the table, right? Nobody's talking. Nobody's talking, but those, those thumbs are moving, right? Yeah. And, and that's... We just want to make sure the yeah. eye contact and the smiles yeah. are still part of the game, keeping it real. Right. Right. And I do, you know, probably one of the, going back to you were talking about, like, marching band and seeing students outside of the school day. And get to see them in a, yeah, kind of their natural habitat. I mean, we're not at their homes and, you know, and we're not going out to eat with them. And not like that, but just like, get to see them when they're not sitting in a chair in class yes right and so but those transitional times like so you're walking out to the marching band field or you're walking back or you're getting your instrument together or there's some full band meeting and everybody's charging in the band room right? yeah yeah um or i'm sure this is you know bus rides are some of the most beloved times for students oh yeah right but i mean it's funny but because you know like you get kids together and especially like a team or a band and how much energy or excitement they can generate you know like loud laughter yes oh wow are they right? capable of that yeah. I mean they can belt it up yes you know or screams or yells because you know something funny happened or running away just like it you know but just like these isolated like joyful like outbursts which are like really um powerful powerful and like and authentic too authentic and like so like great to see and hear yes you know and just a little bit of that craziness and zaniness yes and you know kind of see people you know, really interacting and just having a great time and kind of what you would want them to be. Right. You want them to be happy and laughing and telling stories and 
Yeah. Wasn't that what you, what you want in your classroom too? Right, right. And you want to create that. And you can do you can have both. Like you can have the the rigor of the academic whatever on top of the laughter and the funny and the meaningful relationship. And it's it's easy to lose sight of that if you're not doing the other like if you're not around the transitional time when you get to hang out with the kids. It's I feel like it's easy to not do that. So maybe we're, I mean, we are lucky because we get that time with the kids and then it's easier, it's kind of cyclical, it feeds on itself when you yeah. have that time. Yeah, it's those those times are fun. They are fun. They're, They're fun. crazy. Well, if you think, last year we did a trip to Hollywood with the band and Steve and I were so fortunate to have our flight delayed um, eight hours <laughs> and we got to hang out with, what, like uh, 50 probably? It was like half the band, uh, uh. half the band that went, 50 kids um, in LAX for like eight hours. Right. And we, there was no lesson plan. There, no, there and was food. That was like we had to get food, and we did get a group meal for them. But we were basically just like in this part of the terminal in the waiting area, and the kids were set up. They set up shop, but I mean, it was just like joking around for eight hours. Yes, in between naps. In between, right? yeah, right? and because we we're exhausted. But it was it was funny because it was just that was the plan. And the kids remember that. I sure. mean, they talk, they'll talk about that. And, like, that was just kind of wild, too, that, you know, you, you show up to the airport at 9 a.m. and you're like, um, change plans. Going to wait a little bit longer. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it makes me think of another thing that you've told our band before. Um, and you're, you always have, like, a little sideways way of getting them to redirect what they're doing. And it's never a stop this. Um, we were rehearsing, and it was just kind of, energy mm-hmm. you said is it more fun to work with me when I'm awake or tired <laughs> something along those yeah. lines right you know like awake and you said you know it's more fun for teachers to work with awake students yeah. <laughs> can we up it up a little bit right. please um, so you think about that in terms of, of smiling like if you if you flipped it so it's a smile like you like like having your teachers smile at you well maybe you could think about that too and Man, we keep coming back to this concept of self-awareness, or at least I do. Like I, I swear I talk about that every time we're in front of this microphone. But I, you're right. I don't think every kid has that sense of self-awareness. I don't, and I wish, I wish we could maybe instill that just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But maybe, I don't know. Maybe they'd be more self-aware if we frowned more. Because they'd be like, man, why aren't they, what's this thing? What are they going on? You know what I mean? Right. Because maybe it's just easier if you're, like, looking at somebody with a smile that's, like, high in energy. You're like, you know, and they kind of dial it down because that's easier. I don't know. I don't know. That's, um... I would say, well, it really doesn't matter, but it does matter. I mean, it affects my energy. Like, what's reflecting back to me? Well... And that's that's kind of a soft skill that will, you know, be utilized by them later in life. I mean, in my adult roles class right now, we're we're going through this interview process, and we today we watched two interviews, and they they were this was like a video created by some website that had like curriculum on how to, so it was it was all staged and planned. And there was one interview, it's like a three minute video of a bad interview etiquette, and then a three minute interview of good interview etiquette. And I was pretty impressed with what my kids were able to pick up on the bad stuff. They're like, she did this, this, and this. This wasn't good. This wasn't good. What were they into? Um, well, they they were really into the body language that changed when she 
one once we got to the good video. But in the first video, she was not making eye contact and she was not smiling a lot, and the kids picked up on that. And I was like, sweet, good job. Um, so that was kind of interesting. They, they notice it. Now we kind of talked about body language, and I you know I prepped that as part of the lesson plan. But they are they are noticing it, and I'm curious, like even if if they just walked up to a random person or whatever and we're talking to them and that person was not smiling or not making eye contact like would they notice that would they like would think twice about that or is it is it normal it's kind of been on my mind do you think do you think kids on default smile like most kids are smiley by default yeah yeah i was i was just like going through a scene for the kids sure i like talked about kids He's getting cocky. That just means he's means he's saying he's the best teacher. No, Dang. I just have the best kids, man. I just have the best kids. You do too, Dad. I keep doing the eyes. There you go. But I was thinking, no, that wasn't a. That was like, I do think the kids are great. Most of. <laughs> no, but the overall vibe that I think about going from class to class, like I'm like, I'm good. Sure. Like, I like this class. Sure. I walk into some puzzles every day. Sure. I'm like, don't we all? Trying to figure out how to figure that out. Figure out how to figure that out. Sure. But, um, well, maybe. You said, uh, do most of kids have a default smile? Are they kind of a de default smile? Yeah. The flip of that is the kids that are pouty or frowny. I can pick those. I can pick those out in my mind. Me too. Easy. Yep. So that would mean they're neutral or smiley, or neutral. But when they see you or interact, they can be easier to smile. But the pouty kids seem to be pouty more often. Yes. There's more of a constant. Yes. Why is that? I, I think it's easier to fit in the beanbag. Dang. That's fascinating. It just must be easier. But also, we could be also talking about a heavier load to, a heavier burden to carry around. Ooh, can I go hot take for a second? Hot take, what's up? The hot take about this heavier burden thing. Okay. Everybody has burdens. No, they're not the same. Not everyone has similar burdens. Some have heavier burdens than others. That's your hot take? No, that's not my that hot take. I'm not, I'm not getting there yet, bro. Give me time. Uh, gosh, I can't talk. Okay. Um, I think we need to teach kids that whatever their burden is, Outside of it being like very tragic and like okay. very painful, default is smiling. And this is one of those things I think it's really hard to teach kids because it's really hard to not make I statements. And like, and you know, as a teacher, um, you you know, like you can you can think like, well, I'm not doing this, so you shouldn't do this. But you can't make it about yourself. And I, th I find puzzles in that, like trying to teach kids that. In that to put yourself at the front of it too. Right. So so if a kid comes up to you and is pouty and is saying like, well, 
just got a lot going on right now. I don't want to say, you don't know what I have going on. Mm-hmm. I'm smiling. I can't say that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and you want to use other people as examples, but typically the pouty kids are so self-absorbed that they can't get out of that. And I want to unabsorb the self from those kids, and that is like the biggest puzzle. Because it seems like the poutiest kids are the ones that get in their own way. Yeah, I... I I don't know. Again, going back to, you said, you know, students that are working through or have had some kind of tragedy or some kind of episodes in their life. Yeah. Mental, emotional, chemical needs. You know, in their brain yeah. about how things are going. That I don't think that's what we're not talking about. That no, no, no. We're talking about the kids that like, you know, didn't turn in their homework and are thinking about that. The kids that are um, some didn't get texted by their SO, their significant other, in the last thirty yeah. minutes. Yeah. It's more mild. Right. I guess we gotta give it to them. Like with teenagers, that's that's part of the experience is like test driving your emotions. <laughs> test driving. <laughs> I just your made emotions. that one up. I'm gonna write a book called that. What do you? You want right. to take this one? You wanna you wanna yeah. take anxiety yeah. for a spin? <laughs> All right, just bring it back in the lot in 20 minutes. Not your favorite? Right. Okay, okay, let's try this one. So maybe um, the word maturity is and professional. Maturity and being professional and and acting. So being, pro- I, I do act, ask that of the kids sometimes. Like we'll talk about being professional. What does professional mean? Does professional like mean wearing a shirt and tie and a coat and like your, you know, little filter and hair haircut and you're like got the top on and you're very serious. Is that professional? No. It's like saying the right things at the right time and acting the, sa- the right way at the right time. It's kind of like knowing your audience. Yeah. Right? Maturity is. Yeah. Because maturity is not like acting serious. That's not acting. It's saying, it's being the, in the right, um, emo- not the right emotion, the right um, temperature. Temperature right, at yeah. the right time. Right, yeah. Right? It doesn't mean you're not goofy and you're like, you can't be zany. You're and right. It doesn't read, mean, read the room. You're right. right. And yeah. you can do that. When, when people are more smile and free to give that away, there is a feeling within me that says, what have they got? Or I want some of what yeah. they have. Yeah. Yeah, you can think of people in your life that you've been around. Right. And, and those people always have some sort of buzz of, of people. Yeah. There's something around going you on. Want, you want what they ha- they're having. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't matter like what circle it's in, you know. You want a yeah. piece of that. So like it, it does make me think about that as being a teacher. Yes. Like I want to um, give that away too. Yes. Yeah. Makes me think of a former former band student before my time. They kind of had like a a cult following and that kind of thing. That's a horrible way to put it, a cult following. 
He had a lot of followers. He had a lot of followers, and that was and was this joyful. kid. It was joyful, and and know who you're talking about. And and we know that that person had some things going on in, in a in a not great way, right? And that person was just able to choose somehow to to find the the light and mm-hmm. and and give that light away to to the people around him, and. That that person just kind of went down in Concord history as someone that we wanted to be around as a, like a leader, right? And it does make me want to share that more freely with students, and about students, I want students to be able to feel uh, share that freely with each other. And share that with me and their other teachers, but it's not always easy. It's not. It's not always easy. I mean, I've had I've had classes of non-smilers and non-talkers and non-lookers. I don't look at that. And it takes a lot of work to get that going. Yeah, it takes a lot of energy to teach a class with no with non-smilers. It does because you have to you have to make up the slack that they're not giving back right, right? you just got to uh, keep that thing going for sure yeah dude is that really 50 minutes we've been talking for 50 minutes we've been sitting here distracted for a real 50 minutes dude well, it's after dinner dude there are so many sub sandwiches getting out of field you're so funny i like that. well we we end up talking the same way we have the same send-off every time but so the challenge to the listeners, we're gonna have a challenge now. Yeah, is be aware of your facial expression, especially when you're in a new environment. Ooh, that's your challenge, chops. Chops Nation. Chops Nation. CN. CN. Chops um, Nation. Chops Nation. Be aware of your, how does your, what does your face say when you're out and you're at Kohl's, you're at Target, you're at the gas pump? Yeah, does it say, hi, I'm a nice person, or does it say, get away from right. me? That's good. That's good. And be aware of how you look at people with mm-hmm. your eyes. Obviously, that's how you look at people. But seriously, like, how do your eyes look? Are they welcoming? Are they welcoming or are they scary? You know something really good with closing up here is that our Instagram followers on the reels is going up. I know it doesn't go bam down unless people just like jump ship, but well, they could. They could. They could. But that's been going up, and there's been like a little uptick, like accelerated. We've we've kind of had a steady climb since the start, but we've had some like big jumps in between. But even in between the big jumps, it's been a steady climb. Mm-hmm. The best podcasts have the best, best listeners. listeners. That should be our shirts. <laughs> Dude. We should do some. We need to make merch. Okay. Here, second challenge. Chops Nation. Chops Nation. Chops Nation. If you want merch, tell us what merch you want, and then we'll have to take that into consideration. Should we get merch going? Do we think about that? I have thought about that. You thought that. about merch? Yes. What kind, of, what kind of merch would we have? Like shirts? I would do shirts. Hats, 
we can do stickers. Every podcast gets stickers. Dude, what if we made chop stickers and then we get those on the the school iPads? Get those going on. Just hand them out to kids. Just hand them out to kids. Like hey, yeah, kids, kids we don't even know. Like, hey, take this. What is this? I don't even know. Just chops. put it on your iPad. Put it on your iPad. Chops. Hashtag chops podcast. Hashtag chops nation. Right? There you go. There you go. That could be good. Okay. So you got you got a smile and what merch smile, you like? Smile in your... Um, out when you're out and about, you're yes. in the new part of the community. Yes, and smile to the people you care about. Smile mm. to the people you care about, even when you feel like you don't care about yourself. Uh, Keep pushing through it. Um, and will you guys like give us a give us some comments on? No, not comments. Give us a review. Give us a review. You got. We're talking you guys up. We think highly of you. We got the best. The best podcast has the best listeners. That. That's good. Best podcast That's rich. The you best just made listeners. that up. Thank you. Put that on the merch. Put Chops, that on the sticker. Chops Nation. So if you guys want to be the best listeners, let's a, go. Let's a, go. A cutting board, a cutting board sticker. <laughs> Blew his water out of his mouth. A cutting board sticker. No, we give them knives. Knives. <laughs> Chops yeah, knives. Yeah. <laughs> cutlery. <laughs> a cutlery. A steak knife set. Right. That'd be good. Oh my gosh! All right. Okay. We so gotta eat some sandwiches. Don't forget to follow us on Insta- um, Instagram on Chops underscore Podcast and on TikTok, and don't forget to follow us on Spotify under Chops Podcast or Apple Podcast. So for Steve Peterson and Jack Engel, we're out.